1: Canada's film and television community is bracing for more job uncertainty uh, after Hollywood actors uh, walked off the job. Uh, The Screen Actors Guild uh, uh, and the America Federation of Television and Radio Artists uh, walked off the job at midnight Thursday. Uh, Earlier today, Fran Drescher, who is the president of SAG and AFTRA, uh, spoke on the issue of uh, why they walked off the job. Take a listen.
0: What happens here is important because what's happening to us is happening across all fields of labor by means of when employers make Wall Street and greed their priority and they forget about the essential contributors that make the machine run. We have a problem. I am shocked by the way the people that we have been in business with are treating us. I cannot believe it, how they plead poverty, that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs.
1: That is uh, Fran Drescher, uh, the president of SAG and AFTRA. Now, uh, what uh, Ms. Drescher was talking about there is the use of generative AI, uh, and it remains one of the major sticking points in negotiations. Also, uh, residuals uh, as well, uh, on top of many other issues. But uh, in many cases, some would argue that this particular strike is to a certain degree similar to the port strike that we've seen here uh, in the Lower Mainland. Uh, A lot of it is in and around AI, but in case of the port, it's automation, similar technology, but the impact is the same on people working in an industry. And of course there will be ripple effects on our local industry as well. Joining me now is Mary Kelly, the National Executive Director for the Union of BC Performers. Mary, thank you for joining us today.
0: Oh, thank you very much. I'm actually the National Executive Director Yes. Uh,
1: For ACTRA. There you go. Oh, for ACTRA. Okay. Well, uh, Marie, let me start first and foremost with uh, the number one issue is uh, your, first of all, your thoughts on what has transpired in the U.S. How much of an impact will this have uh, on the industry here in Canada?
0: Yeah. So I would start by saying how unfortunate is it uh, when uh, actors have to go to the pavement in order to ensure that they have fairness in their contract. Uh, we saw approximately 70 days ago in May, the writers were forced out on strike. And so we've been seeing a rippling impact uh, of the writers' strike and now the SAG-AFTRA members' strike. Uh, we usually have in BC anywhere from 20 to 30 productions, uh, and we are uh, at one production right now. So it clearly has had uh, an impact on our production in B.C. in particular, although it's impacting uh, performers in Canada uh, from coast to
1: coast to coast. Do you think this is going to be a long strike?
0: I don't know. Uh, I certainly hope not. Uh, I hope that uh, the members of SAG-AFTRA are able to show the solidarity that they have with their union, and they're doing that very well that they show the industry that they're serious about making fair gains in their collective agreement and that the industry understands they need to come back to the table and bargain a deal that works for everyone.
1: Uh, How big of a challenge is uh, uh, AI to your industry?
0: AI is a, it's a major issue that we are all contending with. So it is as important as it is in the United States. It's also important here in Canada. We want to ensure that when AI is used, and we're not opposed to using AI in our industry, we, but we want to make sure that care is taken with how it's used, that performers are compensated for its use, And that there is a consent given by performers. So I can just try to bring this to life a bit for Mm -hmm. your listeners and say a performer's business is its image. And so the individual, what the individual says and does on the screen is very, very important to performers to have the ability to then change What a performer does significantly, so that performer is not okay with the image that's being portrayed, is not okay. Mm -hmm. To take their image, duplicate it, change it, utilize it so that they're not being compensated for the work that they've done, is also not okay.
1: So in this case, and for our audience, I want to sort of clarify this issue. Uh, essentially, uh, let's say you're a background actor, an extra, sometimes people refer to them. As, uh, you, you know, you can film somebody as, as a background actor, but with technology today, once you have somebody's image, you can use them in different angles, different perspectives, but you can use that image in perpetuity, and some would argue with no consent or compensation, as you're saying. Um, how, I mean, if, if, even if you're able to do that, would you need as many people working in the industry at the end of the day?
0: Absolutely not. And that's the issue here is that you're taking away somebody's image, you're deciding what you're going to do with that image, and you're not compensating them for them. So not only can they duplicate a background performer, they can take a principal performer, and they can make that principal performer do what they want, or say what they want. Mm -hmm. And you've seen a number of very famous, uh, high profile stars who have had their image. Uh, obstructed by AI and so that they're in the public saying things that they would never say and it's hard to take that back once the public sees your image Mm -hmm. they believe it to be you and it's hard to take that back
1: well I was just looking at uh, uh, something on YouTube with uh, Morgan Freeman and his image and AI and is it Morgan Freeman no it's not you have to look closely but you add a couple of years of technology, and boy, it is looking re- even more real. And you can see the impact it can, it can, it can potentially have. Now, the, the other issue is streaming services. We love streaming services for um, their convenience. Uh, it's easy. Uh, but in the past with television and movies, is once uh, uh, they air, there would be residuals you would receive because they could be run in perpetuity for 10 years, 20 years, depending on a on a hit TV show. Um, but with streaming services, you don't know what their audience numbers are because they don't share. Uh, and once you run something uh, and it's paid for, there generally isn't res- residuals uh, for uh, actors and background actors. Uh, how much of an impact is that having for writers and for actors now?
0: Oh, it's having a huge impact. And so basically what's happened in very rapid succession over COVID is that the industry and the studios have switched to this new model of streaming. They have determined that they can uh, source revenue for themselves in a different way, and they are making money through their streaming services. On the flip side, the collective agreements that we have are premised on a different business model in which performers actually get a small share of the profits when you are reusing and using the work that we do. And so you're quite right, what's happened is with the flip from the old business model to the new business model, performers are losing out. And I can tell you that the income of performers is premised on two things. One is actually working the day for the shoot, so performing on the day so that you get it into uh, the can for use. And then secondly is what are they doing with that performance? Is it going to be something that is going to be shot and shown worldwide or is it a small market? Is it going to be something like you know Seinfeld that is going to go on and on? but performers should have a share in the profits that are made out of their creative, which is that product. Mm -hmm. And the new business model doesn't recognize their contribution like the collective agreement expects them to.
1: And, you know, I just think of my own viewing habits, Uh, you know, 25 years ago when you had a a season of television, it'd be 24 episodes, if not even longer. And today uh, a series can have 10 episodes, eight episodes on these streaming services. So there isn't as much work that is stretched over the year as well. I mean, what we consider a season now is changing too. And and I think people don't realize sometimes, while there may be more quantity of work, it certainly there was in the past, I'm not sure if it would be moving forward with these streaming services because of their finances. But the industry, for me, it seems this strike uh, is that inflection point where this industry has to figure out a, a, a compensation for actors, background actors, writers, everyone, that can move you forward over the next 10 years because technology has changed so quickly.
0: Absolutely. And I think often when the general public thinks about performers, they think about the individuals that are the stars, that are often seen as the faces of the industry, but they don't recognize that there are hundreds of thousands of workers uh, in the industry, lots and lots of different kinds of performers. There's crew Uh, There's just so many people that are attached to this industry Mm -hmm. that make this industry go. And when it comes to performers, the work of performers is very precarious. Many of our members have to have a second job in order to make ends meet. And so they have to do auditions on a regular basis, which in our world is unpaid work. Mm -hmm. You memorize pages and pages of script. You create a character and you deliver a performance in the hopes that you will get work. That happens uh, you know day, regularly, throughout the week for a performer for work that's unpaid. And then you hope to land enough gigs throughout the year that will get you through. So this is not about performers who are looking to make oodles of money. Performers want to live and perform in the world in which they have the talent and the expertise and they love but they also want to make sure that the industry that makes money off of their backs appropriately compensates them so that they can actually stay in the industry that they know and that they love.
1: Yeah. Ms. Kelly, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate uh, the conversation.
0: My pleasure.